This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Right now. I'm wearing headphones, rocking it back old school radio days. How about that? And somebody said it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then. How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is the Rod Peterson Show. How about that? Hi, everybody. We absolutely are. It's the RP Show, and uh, it's a Wednesday, and it's a very big day. We're introducing an old-slash-new segment today, and it's going to be a very interesting warm-up here. I'm broadcasting, as you can see, from the South Florida studio. It is beautiful here, as always. Beautiful in Toronto, too, where Darren Moose DuPont is. Uh, Moose, I'm just going to wave and say hi. We're going to jump right into this. I don't know how long Moose is going to be with us, um, because coming up in this segment, maybe in moments, Darren may not even speak. Stavros Katsantonis will be joining us from the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the weekly Sober Carpenter Player Spotlight, CFL Players Association Player Spotlight. Stavros Katsantonis of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He's got a very interesting story, and they said the only segment he could join us is now. Welcome to live television, everybody. I don't know what they got going on there in Hamilton, but uh, he'll be with us at some point. And then we're going to try it again. Rocky DiPietro later on in hour one. Maybe I should stop saying it like that, Moose. Maybe it would help. Get him on. And Chris Knuckles Nyland, your good friend uh, and mine, joining us later on in hour two. So if you don't mind, that's the roadmap of the show today. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? And we'll get How about right down to business. I'll say this. Starting with Major League Baseball, Kyle Schwarber hit two of Philadelphia's three solo homers off Merrill Kelly. And the sweet swinging Phillies pounded the Arizona Diamondbacks 10-0 Tuesday night to grab a 2-0 lead in the NLCS. Trey Turner also connected and JT Realmuto. Had two hits and three RBIs as Philadelphia improved to 7-1 in the playoffs. Game three goes Thursday at Chase Field as they switch back to Phoenix. And game three of the ALCS goes tonight, 8:03 Eastern Houston at Texas. The Rangers lead the series two games to none. Stopping there for a moment, I have no thoughts because I haven't watched a pitch of the LCS. Darren, what, is it moving the needle where you are in Toronto where they have a Major League Baseball team? Barely. I'll say barely moving the needle, but it is. And I think the big, the only storyline that we're really for the storyline is Bryce Harper um, and what he's doing in this postseason. And we want to see him win a championship. I think that would be good for the game. Okay. Well, perfect timing. I love it. Stavros is with us, Moose. So you hang tight. We'll be coming back to you. Okay. All right. All right, now star defender Stavros Katsantonis joins us from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And Stavros, thank you so much for joining us on a bye week. I'm excited to talk with you. I'm always excited every week when we find out who the player's going to be on our Players Association Spotlight, and it's you. You got a very interesting story, and you're balling here this season for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, so there's so many things to talk about. So let me just ask you, how are things in the life of you, Stavros? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Rod. I really appreciate you having me on the show. But, yeah, uh, things have been going great so far. 
um, you know, he's been working hard. Uh, the results have been, been paying off this year and, uh, you know, hoping, hoping to bring a home great cup back to Hamilton uh, this season uh, as we head into the postseason. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I don't tell anybody, but I'm pulling for the Ticats to be in the Grey Cup because I know what it'll do for that Hamilton Grey Cup. So uh, pulling for you guys that I know you are doing your part, man, you're balling. And before we get to this year, you have a very interesting road to get to the Canadian Football League from Bakersfield, California. It's Bakersfield, right? Would you mind telling our viewers and audience the story? Looks like a hell of a story. Yeah, yeah, I might have to write a book on it one day um, with all the all the, the turns and all that, that that's gotten me where I am today. But yeah, from Bakersfield, California, um, my dad was born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta, played some junior football there, um, you know, was part of the, uh, I think, uh, Edmonton, uh, then Eskimos, uh, I think, training camp back in like 1983, 84, something like that with Warren Moon. Uh, I think Matt Dunnigan was there, um, but he ended up going down to JUCO. Uh, down in Bakersfield College, or Bakersfield College, where he met my mom, uh, and then he went back to the University of Calgary, played a year or two there. Um, my mom also went with him. He had a, he had a career-ending back injury, but I think uh, my mom wasn't a fan of the 1988 blizzard that was in Calgary that year. So I think that maybe uh, have, maybe had a little something to do with them and ending up starting a family back in Bakersfield. But uh, yeah, I played my high school football in Bakersfield as well. Um, and I ended up going to the University of British Columbia. Um, just through my dad, uh, he had ended up sending my film to uh, the University of Calgary and UBC, just kind of following with, with Canadian college sports, um, as he kind of did throughout my upbringing. Um, you know, I, I did see a few CFL games kind of in my high school time, but never thought uh, that, that that could pan out for me, um, you know, going back to my high school football days. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really... Uh, really blessed to have you know this journey that i've had and, and end up in the cfl and end up in the position that i am but it's been a long one but uh just super proud of my canadian league yeah and a fourth round pick by the tiger cats in the canadian college draft and i guess Stav- stavros katsantonis is with us and i know the greek community i know i don't even need to know how proud they are of you because i know how they are Man carrying the flag. And to be honest, Zach Caleros has the name, but he's not as Greek as you. It's a short name, Caleros. And I've talked to Zach about that. Uh, we're good friends. So, be- you know, before we talk about between the lines stuff, what's it like representing the Greek community in the sport of football? Is that a thing for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's been, a, it's been an honor. Um, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, I got, got raised in the, you know, Greek traditions, Greek dancing. Maybe that, that's an attribute to some of my footwork on the football field. Um, but yeah, was, was raised Greek through and through. My parents owned a restaurant uh, that was a Greek and American sports bar. So uh, yeah, I was really, really uh, infused in the culture. And uh, it's always an honor just to, you know, have my last name on the jersey that, that's seen by, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. Um, you know, all over the place, you know, wherever they're watching. And uh, you know, even speaking to the Colorado part, that was a cool thing, you know, just being able to connect up with them sometimes after game and, and share some uh, some interesting Greek words with each other. I won't say them on the on the air, but uh, he's a good good guy and uh, definitely another, you know, another good Greek guy to connect with in the league. Oh, man, some just popped into my head. I'm not sure that I can say them either. Uh, <clears throat> and I won't. But it's your third season there, but this is a season where you, Stavros, I feel has have really taking that jump man uh, am i reading it right where you you're, you're comfortable you're making plays T- talk about your cfl career where you've where you've come from and where you're at uh yeah definitely i mean you know from the rookie standpoint in, in 2021 just kind of you know earning my stripes uh, getting a few reps here and there and then 
you know, kind of having some starts in the playoffs, uh, you know, the Grey Cup being one of them, uh, you know, unfortunately not being able to win that game was definitely a tough one at home, but uh, definitely has fueled the fire, uh, you know, coming into obviously last season, not getting as many plays, but, you know, leading the team in special team tackles, I was just doing my part, um, you know, and whatever's asked of me. And then, uh, you know, fast forwarding into this season, just, uh, you know, obviously not getting a start right out the go, but uh, not letting that get me down or, or change my preparation in terms of, you know, how I come to work every day. Um, and I think it's just been, you know, it's just been uh, a whole process. I've had a lot of great veterans around me with guys like Sunday Adelike, uh, Mike Daly, um, you know, Brooke uh, for my, my rookie year and last year, Jamal Roll, uh, Siante Evans. So being able to, you know, have guys like that around you, Richard Leonard, um, that, that, you know, have, have been there, kind of done that, has, has helped that transition as well. And then a lot of good coaches with, you know, Hall of Famer uh, Coach O, um, Coach Steinauer, uh, you know, Coach Washington. Uh, you know, those are just two awesome guys that are DBs that, you know, I've been in the room since I first come into the league. Um, Coach uh, Craig Butler um, in, in my first two years and, and just, just a, a huge support system around me, um, you know, from day one. Well, I'll tell you again, I was watching the game Friday night. It's not the first night that you were making plays against BC, but I was literally, what? Who is this guy? <clears throat> and he's clearly Greek. So uh, way to go, man. Yeah, you, everybody's noticing. Everybody's picking up. So keep it going. Enjoy the rest of your bye week. Good luck getting into the Grey Cup. And I got to ask you, I see that microphone over the back corner there. Are you a fledgling podcaster, radio guy, broadcaster? What's the story there? Um, you know, I, I have been in the off season, you know, delving a little bit more into the, I guess, promoting the CFL, you know, on the YouTube standpoint, something that's a little bit of a, a side hobby passion of mine. Uh, haven't been able to really do it during the season just because there's, you know, a lot of commitments there um, and not, not a whole lot of extra time for, for extra things. But it, it will be something that I do, you know, in the off season, maybe something I get into, um, you know, maybe, maybe post for in the, in the media around. But yeah, I do enjoy kind of the podcasting, video creation, content creation for, uh, you know, our great Canadian Football League. Good stuff, Stavros. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll let you get back to enjoying the bye. And um, I got a lot of friends around that Thai Cats organization, not the least of which is Andy Fantuz. As you know, he's on the radio there. So uh, say hi to him for me. He's a Malacca. Thank you, Stavros. <laughs> there we go. I appreciate you, Rod. Have a good one. <laughs> All right, you too. Stavros, Cats Antonis. And that's just between us in the Greek community there. Uh, yeah. It's brought to you by Sober Carpenter. I'm down to one left. One Sober Carpenter out of the fridge. And uh, I think I'm going to crack it right now. Our CFL coverage is brought to you in part by Sober Carpenter. Non-alcoholic craft beers. And uh, check them out at SoberCarpenter.com. Find a vendor near you. And we can bring Moose in. Uh, if he's still there. Or you want me to handle this all on my own? I can do that. I'm here. Let me guess. Okay. Do you have any idea what that term was that I used with uh, Stavros? Oh, uh, no. I'm racking my brain. I did, I did not Google it, but what does it mean? Don't. <laughs> okay. Don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Clark. Uh, uh, one of the many wonderful life experiences that I have is picking up a lot of off-color Greek phrases. Anyways, moving on, and thank you to the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the CFL Players Association for making Stavros available, and I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you, I, have you, you watch these games really closely, and you know the uh, oh, yeah. Canadian contingent. This guy's a baller. Oh, I've been watching him ever since he was with the UBC Thunderbirds. That's when he came on the radar. Yeah. I believe he was part of that team in 15 that won a Vanier, 
um, the Hardy Cup and then the Vanier. I mean, he's a great player. Um, was really good in the in the uh, Thunderbirds secondary, and now just made a seamless transition to the Canadian Football League, and is one of the best Canadians, yes. one of the best defensive players in the game. So uh, really cool to see him on the show. Um, from the audience, Nelson uh, in the uh, RVPSM event says, off the field, Stavros is one of the best social media follows. Greg S., Greg with two Gs, writes in and says, uh, hey, Rod, what... So your take on the Winnipeg Jets attendance situation. Apparently, they only had 11,000 in attendance yesterday. Hang on. Hang on. I'll get to it. Um, Randolph Charles says, Malacca means arse. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, Nelson writes in and says, I've hung out in enough Greek restaurants that I'm having a good laugh right now. Yeah, so a lot of, I think we can say it's an English language television. We're not Greek language. So we're good. Um, I know baklava. So I don't know Malacca. Yeah, that's a dessert. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. If I called him baklava, it wouldn't mean anything. Um, so that's to weird. this uh, point, two, Pierre, back on track. If we ever were on one, and do you hear Lawn Guy? By the way, he has showed up. He picks yeah. the best times. Pierre Luc Dubois scored in his return to Winnipeg, and Travis Moore had. <laughs> he's a multi-talented guy. That Travis Moore. Two-time Grey Cup champ of the Calgary Stampeders, receivers coach for the Ottawa Red Blacks. He had two goals and an assist to help the Los Angeles Kings pick up their first victory of the NHL season with a 5-1 win over the Jets. Winnipeg center Mark Scheifele averted a shutout by scoring with 116 to go in the third period. We need to spend a minute there. Uh, we are very big in Winnipeg, very large Greek community there. My good friend Peter Janakis runs the Pony Corral restaurant chain. Greek guy. What do we use? The, that's the story coming out of the game. It was not a good night for Winnipeg. And I'm going to tell you all right now, Darren knows this and longtime members of the Rod Squad would know it too. I don't have the energy to go up and down on a bigger roller coaster than New York, New York, than Las Vegas. Oh, we lost in Calgary. Not a big deal. Then we beat... Florida on Saturday, 6-4. Ah, we're great. We're on track. Then we lose 5-1 to L.A. What's the problem? Is it rock bottom? The ring's not full. I can't. I can't. I cannot and will not. How do you feel about the energy we're seeing coming out of Winnipeg? It's not. It's, it's energy. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. It's a lot, Darren. Yeah, it, it's a lot, and I feel for the fan base because of that energy. It's up and down, and they don't know which way to turn it. It's unfortunate. Because, you know, look pretty good against Florida and then this. And, you know, everything that, that you know, could have went wrong kind of did. The attendance took over the conversation. There was booze for PLD, which maybe were expected. And he goes out and scores, rubs it in your face and scores. They win big. The building's not full. It just wasn't a great night. And I just thought that's what my timeline is dominated with is negativity out of Winnipeg right now. And I, and I don't like it. Yeah. Yet on the weekend, it was all great. But I just will, I want to say this. For, do you see any other radio, television, or streaming shows talking about the attendance? And I'm not saying because they don't, we won't. But I don't really care. I, Winnipeg has hung on longer, the Jets, in that town than I probably thought that they would have, given the state of the finances of the National Hockey League in this decade. You know, is Manitoba has the same population of Saskatchewan, but as you brought up yesterday, it's all centralized in Winnipeg. And I get it. It's highly expensive to go. Now, did you watch 
You probably didn't, but I did. The Sabres-Lightning game from Buffalo last night. One lot of people there. And I was thinking, ah, maybe they just got up early to go to get something to eat. Maybe they're late getting into their seat. No, it was bad attendance. But I would still rather talk about what happened in the games than whether people are buying tickets or not. Because, again, it's the owners' problems and the teams in the leagues, not mine. Not my problem. Pretty sure it's not your problem, Darren. They're the ones that should be talking about it. Not us. So, Sean, and I'm going to move on. Um, I mean, is the time ticking on the Winnipeg Jets in the market? Yeah, probably, because you got a good team and you're 4,000 seats shy of a sellout in your home game number two. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but it's just a matter of time before your team leaves. That's just the way that it is. There's your hot take of the day, Darren. There's the meme of the day. Write it down. We got a lot of NHL games to get to when we come back. CFL game of the week vote. NFL notes. Lot to get to. We'll, in our NHL top five and bottom five, we'll be right back on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. Everybody, a reminder, our hockey coverage is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company. Turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. We're only halfway through the NHL story, and as I mentioned, we do have a lot of CFL stuff coming up. Some NFL notes, too. Let's bring in the Moose. He's in Toronto. Uh, Ted and Red Deer writes it. He says, man, I am out of sync with the RP show. MLB is number one at this time of year for me. Two NFL, three U.S. college football. 
Yeah, Ted, well, it's not the Ted and Red Deer show. It's the Rod Peterson show. We haven't changed. You have. So come back when you're into this. I feel like the people don't uh, want, it, it, it's typical. They ask my opinion, Darren, and then I give it, and then, they're, uh, and then they can't handle it. Greg with two Gs writes in. He says, you're giving me a panic attack, Rod. I can't lose the Jets again. I learned a long time ago that people really want to talk about the ticket prices, and they should. They're sports fans, but they're not. Well, maybe they will come down. I don't know. I don't know. John in Calgary, uh, sorry, John in Edmonton writes in. He says, Calgary's going to have a rude awakening when the new arena opens. Fans are going to be ticked off at the ticket prices, concessions, just like we are in Edmonton. Sure, yet every game sells out. So in Winnipeg, they just don't have the population. Like, I think in Calgary, it's a big enough city, 1.4 million there. Uh, I don't get it. Somehow the NHL has, uh, and it always has been big, but... I was sitting at a Flames game last year. There was a guy and his two little girls in the seats beside him. Probably $250 each per ticket. There's $500 for two kids that weren't even paying attention. They were like three and five. I'm like, you could go to a whole season of Calgary Hitmen Hockey or Wranglers. A whole season for what you're blowing tonight on two tickets of kids that don't even want to go. But so, agree or disagree that the Jets' time is ticking, Moose? Um. It has to be ticking if you're not selling out games, especially early in the season when there's excitement and you've been waiting for so long. Uh, do I think it's, you know, the fuse is short? No. Or, you know, I think there's a lot of time on that clock. I don't think they're going to run away anytime soon, but it's definitely ticking. Um, it, and it's a big story if there's that many empty seats. I remember, like, you just can't sustain in that type of a market unless your building's full. That's why the fans had to commit for three, four, five years of tickets when they first came back. Yeah, or, yeah, but that's long gone. Those days are long gone. I know a lot of guys that bought season tickets then, and they didn't renew. Good morning, Kevin the Medium, checking in from Calgary. Uh, one more comment from the peanut gallery before we get back on track. Greg with two Gs says, do the Coyotes really bring in that much TV money? They get like 5,000 attendants, and it seems they'll never move. And thank you, by the way, Puffy. Puffy is the name. A new viewer checks in and says, I live in Regina. I don't know any Jets fans here. It's all Oilers and Flames around here, which was a question yesterday. People asked, what's the number one team there? And that was the answer that I gave. We got to get back on point here. Sean Couturier scored on a penalty shot for the, uh, his first goal in nearly two years. Kata Hot made 25 saves, and the Philadelphia Flyers beat the Vancouver Canucks 2-0 in their home opener Tuesday night. In Montreal, Joel Erickson-Eck had two power play goals and added an assist to help Minnesota beat Montreal 5-2. Dylan Cousins, the workhorse from Whitehorse, scored 146 into overtime, and the Buffalo Sabres overcome blowing a two-goal lead to secure their first one of the season. They beat Tampa Bay 3-2. The Lightning have lost three straight. We're not going to spend any more time on that. That's why... Serena and I started the podcast, The Cats and Bolts Show, which we're recording today with Ed Jovanovsky. Right after this show, the RP Show, we're heading down to Podcast Junkies to do that because we want to talk Florida and Tampa Bay NHL hockey, but I also understand these viewers don't. Everybody's happy. 
But again, the Lightning have lost three in a row. I won't spend any more time on it than that. Um, but I will say last night I was watching ESPN, NHL on ESPN, and P.K. Subban. I know you saw it, Darren, because I saw you were watching my story. was wearing a crown, as was Marc Messier. So we started something with Bet Regal. And uh, they were talking about the Steven Stamkos contract situation. And this is where... Uh, they, uh, this isn't really new. It's new to me, but I don't know that it's new to coaches and GMs and so forth. I will say this. Near the end of the first period, maybe near, near the end of the second, whatever, don't matter. They're like, coming up, Emily Kaplan has the latest on the Steven Stamkos contract talks. Stick around. NHL on ESPN. Bah, 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 I can't change the channel now. So. Come back from the commercial. Let's go down to Emily Kaplan. She's at ice level with the latest on Steven Stamkos. Yeah, guys, I talked to GM Julian Brisebois, and there's really nothing new. They're not talking until the end of the season. I'm like, <laughs> got me. The latest is there's nothing new. Film at 11. <laughs> so that somehow you need to protect your players and coaches from this, don't you? I bet. It is new. It's it's worse now than ever before. Yeah, we we need to have news, right? We need to have stories. We need to fill our broadcasts. We need to fill our shows. But, you know, yeah. Breezewalk comes out and says, we're going to talk at the end of the year. So let's not let it be a distraction all year. Well, what's going to happen every four or five weeks? What's the latest with Steven? Have you talked to Stamkos yet? Have you had talked to him yet? Right? Mike in the face. And the latest is always going to be, they're talking at the end of the year. They're talking at the end of the year. And by default, it's going to be a distraction all season, even though they want to put it off till the offseason so that it's not a distraction. It's just the world that we live in now, and um, that's what you're going to get. So I, I would rather them see it put it to bed and get something done, but that's what they've decided. Yeah. We'll spend a minute, point three, on uh, the Canadian Football League game of the week. And I do want to get to my NHL top five and bottom five. First edition of the season. I'm not sure, Darren, if you came up with yours or not. And you have time to do that if you want. But our daily poll question is for Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. Do you remember, do you know what the CFL games are this week in Week 19? It's not even the last week of the regular season. There's one more. But the games are these. Friday night, the Calgary Stampeders are at the BC Lions. The Lions are favored by nine. And then on Saturday, I said that, yes, BC's favored by nine at home over Calgary. And there's a doubleheader on Saturday. Toronto with Saskatchewan. The Argos are favored by nine and a half. And then it's Edmonton at Winnipeg in a friends and family game. The Blue Bombers are favored by 12. It's a friends and family game because only friends and family care. My vote is for Calgary, B.C. for a variety of reasons. I got to check the standings again. I'm not as into it as I used to be. But Winnipeg and B.C. are tied for first in the West, right? So that's a must-win game for Calgary, Darren, if they want to finish first in the CFL West. And they are tied. And Winnipeg has a game in hand. So for that's the game of the week. Because the Toronto SAS game... SAS could lose it and still get into the playoffs. So a lot of it has to do with Calgary, BC. What do you think? What's your game of the week? Yeah, Calgary, BC for me. I'm with you on that one. I think that game has the most intrigue. Um, two teams that both want to win. BC wants to finish first. Calgary wants to get into the playoffs. 
So I think there's more on the line in that game, um, and it should be a good one. For me, that's the game of the week. Who's leading, Clark? Do you have any uh, stats or numbers on YouTube? Calgary, BC is leading. Calgary, BC is leading. SAS, Toronto, close behind. We'll be talking about that more in hour two. Rocky, DiPietro, and Chris Nyland are coming up on the program today. It's time to get to our top five NHL and bottom five presented by our friends at Bet Regal, our official betting partner. And let's go, Darren. Our number one team in the National Hockey League is the Vegas Golden Knights, and it ain't close. They've picked up where they left off. NHL best 4 0. NHL best plus minus a plus 10. Number two team, the Colorado Avalanche. They're 3-0, got the big revenge win at Seattle Tuesday night, and they're plus seven, second best in the NHL. Number three, the Carolina Hurricanes. Yes, they're 3-1. They're the only team in our top three of the loss, but get used to them being in the top five. The Hurricanes are all that. The Dallas Stars are the fourth best team in the NHL, according to us. 15th overall in the standings, but they've played the fewest games. And the number five team in the National Hockey League, it's Sidney Crosby. And the Pittsburgh Penguins, look who's back. Shady's back. Bottom five in the National Hockey League, Moose, in reverse order. The 28th team is the Anaheim Ducks. They're one and one. They just haven't played enough games to prove that they got a long ways to go. 29th team, the Seattle Kraken. They actually have the NHL's worst record at 0-3-1. 30th team in the NHL, the Columbus Blue Jackets. It began with hiring Babs, continued with firing Babs, and now here we are. Second worst team in the NHL is the Arizona Coyotes. Thank God for Logan Cooley. It's the only reason, I think, to watch their games. And the worst team in the NHL right now is the San Jose Sharks. They are winless in three to start the season. Get used to them being in our bottom five and probably even the worst team in the NHL. That's the top five, bottom five for our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. Uh, agree or disagree? I, uh, I agree for the most part with that. Um, you got Dallas in there, which I like. Um, I think, you know, the Islanders are off to a good start, but are they a top five team in the league? Probably not. Um, the, one, the one that's just interesting to me, is the parity in the National Hockey League. We, you know, most teams have played three games. That's not a lot. And yet there's only two teams that, that are winless. There's only two teams winless. I thought there would be more. Um, it shows you just the parity in the National Hockey League. And the number of winless teams are going down too. Like, what is there, four or five teams that are winless? That's it? So, or uh, undefeated, I mean. So it's so much parity. I think that's a lot of fun. That's fun. We'll be doing it uh, every week. Thank you, Ryan, in upstate New York. He says, don't forget to smash that like button, YouTubers. Smash responsibly. <laughs> Jeff, the Stamps fan, says regarding that whopping line, BC favored by nine. He says, good, I'm glad BC's favor favored by that much. No pressure on us. Um, point six, just to get it out of the way, Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes each scored 22 points as the Toronto Raptors kept their unbeaten NBA preseason road record, or sorry, record intact with a 106-102 win over the Chicago Bulls Tuesday. The Raps host the Washington Wizards on Friday night. So, uh, back to where we all were, if we were anywhere specific, on the text line, 902-518-3033, 902-518-3033. It's brought to you by EMJ Marketing. Look up Joe at EMJ Marketing to book the perfect keynote speaker for your next event. Uh, Terry, the lawyer, 
writes in and says, Hey, Rod, I texted once in the past to suggest that you guys get Ted Nolan on the show, and I said, I may be able to help. I see he now has a book out, which I just bought. A perfect time to get him on. Cheers, Terry the lawyer. Uh, Clark, let's get on that. I'd like to get to the bottom of the Ted Nolan story. Matthew Barnaby swears by him. He'll vouch for him. So let's get Ted Nolan on. We'll find out who the book company is, and we'll do that. We'll make that happen. Thank you, Terry the lawyer. Um, Rob in Las Vegas says, Greetings, RP and Moose. Thoughts on the huge opening point spreads in the CFL this week? Uh, we'll get to that next hour because we're up against it for time here. And Rob also says, I met Swervin, Fervin, uh, Swervin Mervin Fernandez at a golf tournament here in Vegas. He could not have been nicer and introduced me to Marcus Allen. Great chat with both of them. It's Damon's brother, Marcus, and I got great stories about Marcus. He's a hell of a guy. I never met Swervin Fernandez, yet we're YouTube, sorry, Facebook friends. Figure that one out. Swervin oh Mervin Fernandez. Went into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame a few years ago. We're Facebook friends. I never met him. But I do, I've heard he's a great guy, and I heard the same thing. Well, I know that about Marcus Allen. We did an event together at the 2013 Grey Cup. Speaking of Grey Cups, Rocky DiPietro will be featured at this year's and we'll tell you how and why when he joins us next. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. See you then. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys. Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. It's the RP Show. We are live on Game Plus TV and WQ Radio, also streaming. We, uh, we read this resume yesterday. We only got two hours to go through the, uh, the esteemed list of accomplishments of Rocky DiPietro. Great Cup champion, played in four, Canadian fo uh, Football Hall of Fame, 1997, joining us on the screen there. Uh, most outstanding Canadian twice in the CFL, and he will be honored, along with my good friend Leo Ezrin's Uncle Leo, at the CFL Alumni Association Legends Luncheon Friday at Great Cup in the Hammer. Rocky, welcome to the RP Show, man, and congratulations on this latest honor. How you doing? Good, Rod. Thank you very much uh, for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, when you heard this news, take me back. How did you find out that you were being honored as alumnus of the year along with Leo? A pretty prestigious award. How, how did you find out and how did you feel about it? Well, uh, first of all, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm as deserving as some of the other guys in our uh, alumni association here in Hamilton. But, uh, you know, it's nice to be recognized and uh, hopefully... Uh, some recognition for our uh, Hamilton Ticat Alumni Association. But I was in contact with Jason Riley, who was our former president of uh, the Ticat Alumni, and he shared the good news with me. 
And, uh, you know, great to be uh, selected along with my uh, teammate and friend, uh, Leo Ezrins, who's done some great things with uh, the CFL alumni and the CFL alumni support fund. So it's quite an honor and, um, you know, it's great to be recognized. It was in 1989 that Rocky became the CFL's all-time receptions leader, uh, but it wasn't until 91 that you retired. What does that mean to you, Rocky? I, I'm sure you've answered all these questions, but not from me. I'm asking you for the first time. What did it mean to spend your entire career of 14 years with one team? Because that just doesn't happen anywhere anymore. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I never really thought about it as I was playing uh, you know, you're involved in the day-to-day -day stuff and the grind of playing football. But certainly after my career was finished uh, and I look back on things, uh, very grateful to spend 14 years in the same place. Um, had some great uh, management that uh, I could, you know, I would say kept me there. There was a time when I, I almost left, but I'm glad I stayed. And of course, uh, great teammates and great coaches along the way. I was able to put down some roots here in uh, Niagara. I met my wife here, um, raising my family here. So, uh, you know, I, I couldn't be uh, more thrilled. And I realized that I'm probably one of the luckier ones that have played in the CFL to stay in one place. Well, I... Um... I say this in all seriousness, that Legends Luncheon, I've emceed it, I try to go to it every year. It's the best event at Grey Cup. There's, for bang for your buck, you know, it starts at like 11, it goes till 3.30. Uh, it's worth the price of admission to go. Has any of your friends or your CFL fans asked you about uh, getting in a fight? Because it was 2011, the infamous Angie Mosca, Joe Cap. Uh, were you even there for that? And will you promise that you will not be throwing the Dukes uh, in Hamilton this year? Yeah, I promise, Rod. Uh, there's no way I'll be involved in any of that. Uh, if I recall, I believe that was in Vancouver. And uh, yep. I, I wasn't there, but I just uh, I watched uh, the highlights and that. And uh, Andrew was a good friend. I got to know him uh, a lot better after I retired. And I mean, he was always there at the games in Hamilton. But Andrew was a great guy. He, you know, he had that rough exterior. Uh, but deep down, he had a big heart, did a lot of great things for the Hamilton community. And, uh, you know, it was a shame to see that happen. Um, I guess the only good thing that came out of it, we got a lot of publicity uh, for the CFL alumni and uh, brought in some money, especially when I think they auctioned off his cane. So uh, sometimes good things come out of bad things. Another hot-blooded, passionate Italian, Angelo Mosca, like the guy uh, on the air with me today, Rocky Di Pietro. I asked him the next day if that was staged, and he just winked at me. He wouldn't say, but I'll tell you, <laughs> the look on Joe Cap's face and the force that he came, I don't think it was staged, Rocky. Um, so you weren't at that one, but have you been at the Legends Luncheon before? Can you vouch that it's the greatest event at Grey Cup for me? Oh, yeah, I think so. I, I haven't been to too many. Uh, and we had our own one here two years ago, which was a great event. Uh, you know, they sold out very quickly. So great to see people coming out to support that. But, it's, you know, it's great to see some of the other guys. And, uh, you know, everybody's got their football shirts on, sweaters. And uh, great to see the guys, you know, like 30 years after I stopped playing, 
uh, guys that I played against, and uh, we were able to sit down and have a chat with them and talk about the old times, talk about previous, you know, coaches you've had, similar experiences. Um, you know, it's a great experience. Well, it, yes, for all those reasons. And I remember in Ottawa 2017, Russ Jackson got up there and was asked the importance of the CFL to Ottawa, and Russ started, was overcome with emotion. And I was like, uh, these are the moments. This is why we love the CFL, and that's why we love this event. So it's not sold out yet, and we'll tell you how you can get your ticket. It's close, though. Uh, I know it's very close because I'm very close to Leo and his crew and Joe with the CFL Alumni Association. Um, so I, I appreciate you coming on, Rocky. And I, I wonder, what is it? The obvious question is, what would it mean to have the Tie Cats there? I mean, they've had a hell of a season up and down. Seems like they always are, but they seems to be uh, on an upswing now. What do you see? Well, uh, you know, everybody who follows the CFL knows anything can happen in the CFL. And uh, the year we won, uh, my only great cup in 1986, uh, we had a year that was almost similar to the one they're having. Um, we did get hot at the end. And, you know, we're able to win those big games, get into the Grey Cup. We were huge underdogs, and we came up big and won. So, like I say, you never know in the CFL. Anything can happen. We're certainly pulling for the Ticats, especially at home. Uh, you know, the fans would be thrilled. But regardless, I'm, I know that the Ticats will put on a great show. Honestly, I'm pulling for the Ticats, and I shouldn't say that because I try to be a league guy, but uh, because of the drought and uh, not curse, drought, there's a difference, and I want to see. It's just great when the home team's in the Grey Cup, and Toronto just won it last year, so um, I can't let you get out of here without asking you, and I don't want to end it on a downer, so I'll ask you another, but the 89 Grey Cup, you were a part of that. Do you still feel... Or did you ever that it was the greatest Grey Cup game ever played, or was it because Sask won at forty three forty? You wouldn't even go along with that adage. Well, I think it was one of the better games. I mean, uh, hard for me to say I was playing in the game, so I think everybody that was watching was uh, pretty excited. A lot of points back and forth, down to the end. Uh, you know, field goal to win it. It was tough being on the other side of that. Uh, you know, I thought we had a great shot to win there at the end, but uh, that's the way things go sometimes. You win, you lose. But, uh, you know, it was great being part of that, um, especially playing in the Dome. I think we had about 60,000 people there. So it was a great experience. Uh, my family was there. Um, my mother, my father, my wife were there. So, you know, they loved it. And um, like I say, a great experience. Tough one to lose, but that's the way things go. That's the game. That's the way it goes. Yeah, and at least you got a ring. Uh, it was 86, right, with Hamilton. With You mentioned Leo. Do you have a funny Leo Ezrin story? They're all funny about Leo, but do you have one that stands out? Well, not a particular one, but, it, I mean, it was great playing with Leo after having to go against him while he played in Winnipeg. Uh, we used to go head-to-head. -head. Of course, Leo was an outside linebacker. I was a slot back. So we bumped heads many times, and, uh, you know, I'm glad when he got traded to our team, along with uh, Paul Bennett. Um, I think those two guys helped with their experience, with their uh, playmaking. They helped us put, us put us over the top and uh, eventually helped us win a great cup. 
There you go. Ending it on a good note. I could go on for days, Rocky. We'll have to do another one of these sometime. But congratulations on this latest honor, and thanks for all you've done for everybody. Uh, I appreciate you. Thank you very much, Rod. Pleasure. Hall of Famer Rocky DiPietro. When we come back, we got a sports update and audience takeover. Chris Knuckles Nyland in hour two. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, if we have time, we'll get to audience takeover. What are they saying out here? Uh, oh, regarding the hot take of the day. By the way, I don't come up with the... I don't lay awake at night dreaming of what I'm going to say the next day. They just come out. And I said, sorry to break it to you, Winnipeg, but the Jets are going to be gone. I'm not sure what the quote is. That's already up on our Facebook and Twitter. Sorry to break it to you, Winnipeg, but just a matter of time till the Jets leave town. Uh, and they're talking about poor attendance there in Winnipeg. So what do you, what do you think's going to happen? Do the math. Wilf and Steinbach, Manitoba, writes in. He says, hi, Rod. The Jets owner is one of the wealthiest men in Canada. I hope Mr. Thompson is in for the long haul. I guess we're going to find out, but let's uh, remember this. Or I'll inform you if you didn't know. Rich men got rich by not blowing money. They don't like doing that. So there will, be, there will come a bright, breaking point for, what is it, David Thompson there in Winnipeg, the owner of the Jets, and I'm sure they're nowhere near it. But if they keep drawing... 11,000 a game? That's not going to be long. Don't get mad at me. That's the whole point. Guy writes in, Rod, what do you think about all the empty seats at MTS Center, Canada Life Center? What do you think I think? That's your answer. What do you want? They want you to tell them it's going to be okay. It's not. You're welcome. Sports update, Max Scherzer is going to be back on the mound for the Texas Rangers tonight with a chance to put them up 3-0 in the American League Championship Series against Houston. Scherzer has been out for a month because of a muscle strain in his shoulder. Christian Javier starts for the Astros. Game four tomorrow. Kyle Schwarber hit two of Philadelphia's three solo homers off Merrill Kelly, and the Phillies pounded Arizona 10-0 to grab a 2-0 lead in the NLCS. Back to the CFL for a moment when the league honors the season's best on Thursday, November 16th. A familiar face will headline the proceedings at the CFL Awards, TSN's Kate Burness. The fan favorite returns as Master of Ceremonies for her third time with the show taking place at the Avalon Theater at Falls View Casino and Resort in Niagara Falls, Ontario. Tickets for the event, $139. You can get them at cfl.ca, greycupfestivals.ca. 
and a free shuttle service to and from downtown Hamilton to Falls View Casino Resort will be available for fans attending the CFL Awards. This sports update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing, the high-quality beer behind great conversation and unforgettable memories. Visit commoncrown.ca. As usual, a very fast hour one. Oh, boy. Sometimes I wonder why I uh, ask people to do things because they never listen. No offense, present company excluded, Arlen Bruce III. I say, get your questions in ahead of time, and I'll ask them. Arlen Bruce III just says, great morning. Ask the legendary Di Pietro if he prefers grass or turf. I just read it. But last week when we had Jim Barker on, everybody submitted their questions ahead of time. I was able to vet them and get your questions answered. I'll tell you, A.B., that just read a study on the weekend that it's inconclusive what causes less injuries, grass or turf, which I find very interesting. Janet, the Four Seasons, says, what a crap kicking the D-backs took from Philly yesterday. Wow. Yes, but the Regina Pats, God's team, won at Moose Jaw. And for that reason, all is happy in the sports world. Hour two coming up, including Knuckles Nylon after this brief pause on Game Plus and WQEE Radio.